Hi everyone, my name is Alatna Vaughn. I'm a professional mentor and organizational psychologist. I'm here to talk about topics that I think everyone should know and to help my listeners like you start asking the right questions to level up your lives. If you find this podcast useful and want additional mini-sodes, documents, or personalized help, I'm here for you. You can find Love Your Damn Life on Patreon or contact me directly. I'll leave that info at the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to season two of Love Your Damn Life. Welcome back. I'm happy to have you. I hope everybody enjoyed their holidays and had a great start to your new year. I can't tell you how happy I am to be back. I really needed that break. I worked on a couple of episodes. If you guys are following me on TikTok, you know right now I'm doing a positivity series on my story. And anyway, I'm just really happy to get started. So let's get into it. Your palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms heavy. You may have heard that it's a top phobia in the U.S., even over death. While I couldn't actually find anything to support that claim, it is undeniable that public speaking causes anxiety in most. But why? Can you hide your anxiety? Spoiler, yes. And how can you overcome the anxiety to be a great public speaker? If you're starting from scratch with public speaking, I highly recommend going back a few episodes Biasedly, I think all of my episodes could be helpful for this, but especially the ones on shame, manifestation, and body language. These will be helpful tools in conceptualizing the episode. Okay, let's talk about it. I'd say for most, the anxiety surrounding public speaking, it's rooted in being perceived. Human beings are pack animals, and the easiest way to stay safe is to blend in. When you have to get up in front of a group, that immediately singles you out. Now, every action you take, every word you mispronounce, it's being taken in by an audience. When we make mistakes, we're hardwired to feel some level of shame surrounding them. A lot of times, that shame really stems from feeling like we have a character flaw or other people are judging us. Speaking in front of a group puts us on a stage to be perceived, and it gives a lot more people the opportunity for that judgment that we fear. The thing is, most people don't give a flying flip if you mess up. They're not here to judge you. They're here because either A, they want to hear the information you have to give, or B, they have to be there. Either way, they didn't come to tally your ums. This concept, it's much easier to say in theory than actually believe it in practice. Think about the last time you saw someone speak publicly. Do you remember the mistakes that they made? Probably not. Does that mean that they didn't make any? Probably not. They probably did. You just didn't notice. Now, remind yourself, everyone else is paying similar attention to you. They are not here to tally your mistakes. But for our sakes and the sake of this episode and the sake of our anxiety, let's talk about how to limit those mistakes and absolutely rock public speaking. Just some reference for you. I am one of those people who hate public speaking. I did theater throughout high school and I'm usually the one to do project presentations. How? 
fake it till you make it, baby, and using some key communication skills. Fake it till you make it is something that I live by with stipulations. You have to be at least somewhat prepared before you can successfully blunder your way through something. For public speaking, that means four main things. Being aware of your filler words, knowing your subject before you get up there, body language, and managing the anxiety. I could make this list longer, but I don't really think I need to. If you can get a reasonable handle on these four things, you're going to be great. So that first one, being aware of your filler language. You may have never heard the term filler language, but you definitely know some of the common words we use to fill in pauses in our speech. Um, uh, like, those are commonly used filler words. Now, using these occasionally, totally fine. It's when you start to use them often, usually between and in the middle of sentences, that it becomes distracting for the audience. So managing the frequency of your filler words will help keep the audience from being distracted by them. First, identify your most used filler word and then practice pausing instead of speaking. When you want to say um, stop speaking altogether. Take a beat, organize your thoughts. Taking a moment of silence is totally acceptable. Not every pause has to be filled. Practice and practice and practice before you actually have to speak publicly. Cannot stress this enough. You have to practice not using your filler words because they're something that we do unconsciously. Our second tactic is knowing your subject before you get up there. This is an important one. It may seem like a no-brainer, and some of you may feel like you're better at winging it. I can assure you, you are not. There is such a thing as over-preparing. Don't obsess, but do know what you're planning on talking about and know your facts before you get up there. Create an outline to organize your thoughts and look at that sucker right before you're going to speak. I'll put an example outline on Patreon, but to summarize for you, this looks like, how do you want to introduce the topic? What are the main points you'd like to get across? What's the main takeaway slash summarize your information? And then a closing statement, kind of like an essay. If you're in a situation where people can ask follow-up questions and you get stumped, don't be afraid to say, I don't know, but I can find out. Don't make things up. Don't do it. It can be tempting because perfectionist mindset, we want to know the right answers. Do not make things up. You'll lose credibility way more than admitting you don't know. We can't know everything. It's okay to not know. If you need a note card or two to help you stay on track, do it. No one will blame you for being prepared. And if they do, they are a walking red flag. If you need a note card or two to help you stay on track, absolutely do it. I give myself a three card maximum. Any more than that, they can get really mixed up and then I lose my place. It's extra embarrassing. It's disorganized. I don't recommend it unless you know you can stay ultra organized with those cards. No one's going to blame you for being prepared when you walk up there with note cards. And if they do, they're a walking red flag anyway. 
bullet out your thoughts. Don't write them out like you want to say it. Again, we don't want to be scripted. We want to be more conversational. As long as you know the topic that you're supposed to be talking about, you'll be fine. It's easier for your audience to focus on you when what you're saying comes from a conversational place versus reading off a slide or reading off your note cards. So reading verbatim off of note cards or off of a slide, it gets super boring. They can read off the slide themselves. They don't need you to do it for them. So add more content to what you're saying. Our third tactic, body language. Let's talk about using body language while you're in the spotlight. Our whole goal here is to keep your audience engaged. If you're staying dynamic, moving, and speaking to the audience, again, conversational speaking, you'll hold their attention. There are a few things to keep in mind, and I have a fun, in asterisks, acronym for them, arms, walking, eyes. The acronym is AWE because when you utilize these correctly, people will be in awe of you. See what I did there? Okay. It's lame, but it works. Let's go over it. Arms. Keep your shoulders down and your chest up. This will automatically put your arms in a relaxed state, giving you an air of relaxation. Again, we're faking it till we make it. Your arms are relaxed. You obviously don't mind being up there. Now, I talk with my hands. You should see me right now. I'm looking at my laptop, waving my arms around. So my struggle is to not wave about like a crazy person, but even if you're someone who talks with their hands by their sides, I have the same suggestion. Try clasping your hands in front of your lap or give yourself some bend at the elbow and clasp in front of your sternum. If you talk with your hands, I recommend putting your hands at your sternum. This will set a boundary for your arms. You can't wave them about if your shoulders and elbows have a set position. If you don't talk with your hands, play with both positions and stick with the one that feels more comfortable. The more comfortable you make yourself, the more comfortable you will appear, your audience will pick up on that. W, walking. Move your feet. The key to being a decent public speaker is the same as being a decent dancer. Your feet have to leave the ground at least a little bit. People stay engaged if what they're paying attention to is dynamic and changing. When you move, their eyes have something to follow. It's not just looking at a screen. It's not just looking at someone standing in place. Walking is something that's easy for most, and it's engaging, but not distracting from the content, like waving your arms around would be. If you're a pacer, totally fine. You just have to focus on pausing occasionally. A natural place to do this is at your turnaround point in your pacing. Pause, say a sentence or two, and then resume. If you normally freeze in front of a crowd, work on taking a couple, that's two or three, steps every two or three sentences. So a couple of steps every couple of sentences. The key here is to walk and talk. Don't pause between sentences to take steps. Instead, take a few steps while you're talking. You can walk towards the presentation slides, or you can just take a few steps to one side and then take a few steps to the other. Practice before, decide what seems more comfortable to you. Again, the more comfortable you are with what you're doing on that stage, 
the more comfortable you will appear to that audience, even if on the inside you're freaking out. All right, last one is E, eyes. Make eye contact with your audience. If you did your homework and you listened to my body language episode, you'll know staring people down isn't the goal, but you do have to make eye contact in order for people to feel like you're talking with them. We're going for conversation. Two to three seconds per person is a general rule for strangers. Pick two or three people in the audience who are sitting in different sections or places at the table. As you look at your chosen eye contact people, your eyes will naturally fall on the people between them as you look back and forth. You don't really even have to make eye contact with the in-between people, but the action of you looking over them will make them feel like they're being seen. And this is the goal. It's a lot easier when you're picking who you want to make eye contact with, pick people who you're comfortable with or people who you want to make an impact with. Those are the people who are going to be the most engaged. Think about it. When you catch someone staring at you, your eyes will keep going back to them to see if they're still looking. You feel seen. This may not be an ideal situation at a coffee shop. We've all had that moment. But when you're talking in front of a crowd, you want your audience to feel seen by you. It gives the audience members a feeling of being in a conversation rather than listening to you monologue. I'm going to say this like 80 million times in this episode, but it is so important for conversationally speaking. Now that we have some awesome tools to use, can't stop, won't stop. When you get up in front of a crowd, let's give you tools to ease the anxiety about getting up in front of a crowd. I don't have a fun acronym for this one, but here we go. It's breath, posture, and affirmations. Theoretically, having prepared and knowing how to present as confident will also help you actually embody confidence. But just in case that isn't quite enough, before you speak, regulate your breathing. Stand or sit up straight with your shoulders back. This is both a power pose and it will also help you breathe better. You're opening up your chest. You can allow more air. And when you allow more air, you get more oxygen to your body and your brain. You're more energetic. You can think better. And finally, find an affirmation for yourself. For public speaking, I suggest something like, I embody confidence. Notice that all of these tips are physical except the mantra. This is because when you physically act right, your body slash physiological response will follow. Before you do your mantra, standing up straight, breathing deeply, it'll increase oxygen flow to your brain and your body. This will give you more energy and help you think more clearly. Then when you're ready to repeat your mantra or start your presentation, your body will be helping your brain in every way it can be. Remember, the more you practice like this, the easier it becomes. And once you have all of that down, I've got a pro tip for you. Practice giving your presentation like you're talking to just one person, like you're having a conversation. This is the vocal equivalent to walking. Changes in your voice keep people engaged. If you need some extra help, I highly recommend watching some TED Talks. 
literally any TED talk because you'll know immediately if it's bad and immediately if it's good. And look for everything that we talked about in this episode. You'll be able to pick up on things and see that those public speakers that keep you engaged are doing these things we talked about today. All right, that is that on public speaking. What are we taking away? One, remember to awe your audience. Arms, walking, eyes. We are walking and talking. We are making eye contact. We are relaxing our shoulders and our arms. Number two, make sure that you're physically acting right while you are presenting. That is chest open, breathing deeply. Shallow breaths are your enemy. This is going to help your brain stay on track and help you feel more confident physically, mentally, emotionally, the whole kit and caboodle. My final thought for you, I don't know a single person who actually enjoys public speaking. So remember that you are not alone and no one really cares about what you are saying as much as you do. They might care about what you're saying, but nobody cares as much as you do. Sad or helpful, I'll let you decide, but I know it does make me feel better. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you're not already, follow me on TikTok. It is alatna.bon. If you have questions or would like one-on-one consulting, email me at alatna.bon at gmail.com. Now go out, say what you have to say fearlessly, and love your damn lives. I will see you in two weeks.